Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. Hey, good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. And... I have with me Nancy Aruda from Universal Sky. Hello. Hey, Nancy. Hi. <laughs> I'm always uh, always happy to have you. We uh, we had a little bit of a uh, of a hiatus due to some interesting things that happened to you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2016 continues to be interesting. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on, man? What's up in the universal sky? What I mean, seriously, we've got so much stuff happening. Well, especially come September, we got yes. like almost everything happening. It's been, I don't know what, it's been kind of, I want to say an emotional summer. I don't know. Maybe that's because it's been so hot. Partially. It could be. It could be because <laughs> of the heat. And a lot of times we associate it like a lot of people have been feeling tired. Right. And that tiredness, people are associating it to the heat. But there's also an astrological aspect that may be activating that as well. Um, and that's Saturn square Neptune, which we'll get into. Right. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people are feeling that heavy energy, that tired energy. Again, logically connected to the heat. Right, because right. uh, we're having a very hot summer this summer. Certainly, we are here yes. in Toronto. And yes, <laughs> thank God for my lake being, you know, a three-minute walk down, yes. and has actually been warm enough this year to swim. Because oh my God, <laughs> I also have a very lovely green air conditioner, which uh, is fun, but it's you know, it's pretty much just for sleeping. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't have. I have a fan. Yeah, I know. But you, you're you're a little bit in a different area that seems to have. Yeah, I'm closer to a lake, so there's a bit of a breeze coming in my front window usually. So yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, it's been an interesting month too. So the beginning of August, I was kind of stuck at home most of the summer. I hurt my leg, so I couldn't go anywhere. And uh, I just really tapped into a peaceful vibe. It took me a while to get there, right? Because, you know, when you injure yourself, first you're angry and you go through all these emotional processes. And then once you hit that point of acceptance, you're just kind of like, okay, whatever. And uh, the beginning of the month, we brought in the new moon on August 2nd. And it was in the sign of Leo, which is usually a playful moon. It's about learning to go out and play and have fun and let your inner child explore. And... uh even though most people weren't feeling that energy in the beginning of the month, that was kind of like the lesson. So if you're mm. feeling any heaviness, just tap into your inner child, play, do something that is going to pull you out of that expression, or you just sit and fester in it. Right. Right. Choice right. is yours. Um, but as we move through the month, starting on August 13th, there's a lot of astrological activity taking place in August and September. And I talk about the outer planets, typically eclipses, um, things that are going to have more of an impact on our soul lessons, spiritual lessons, physical lessons, karmic lessons, whatever you want to label it as. Um, and as Saturn stations direct on August 13th, we are being asked to grow very forcefully. It's stationed retrograde on March 26th. Okay. And that's where we were shown where we were dependent. So anything that we were dependent upon got taken away. And you can say, yes, it's about independence, focusing more on independence, but it was actually about dependencies dissolving. Okay. So anything that we were too dependent upon because we didn't want to put our own foot forward and take that initiative or move in the direction that we need to move in, that kind of got taken away since March. And now as it stations direct, we're being forced to grow, okay, and to move forward in ways that one may not be comfortable with. Okay. However, I see this as a beneficial energy, okay, because it's about resupporting that foundation that you've built, 
um, you know, kind of like when those dependencies got taken away, it's like a couple bricks and the foundation got taken out because they may have been damaged or repaired. You may have not noticed the damage in them, right? But it's about putting new bricks back in. But you need to put those bricks back in forcefully. Hmm. Make sense? Sort of. I know what I have to do. I have to go to um, some of the bookstores in Toronto to get my book um, and do some book signings. Yes. That's what I'm being asked to do. I know that's supposed to happen. So I think that's the only thing. That, that takes me out of my comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. More interaction with people. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I love interacting. I love doing my show, but it, you know, it's different to be well, like, doing a show in yes. your home to, you know, going out there and into the public eye. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you're still in the public eye with your show, yeah. but you're behind different. the scenes, exactly. right? <laughs> so this is about stepping forward, moving forward into yeah. the public eye for yeah. Lori. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, we then have the lunar eclipse which you had mentioned not a lot of people are talking about no i know yeah exactly like um astrology zone she doesn't mention it at all yeah it is on august 18th 2016 which is a friday about the full moon but she doesn't mention that it's an eclipse an eclipse it is an eclipse i know space Um, talks about (laughs) you look it up and everybody talks about it but some of the astrologers are not talking about it. yeah and it's I think it's because it's not paired with any other sign. So typically when we have a solar eclipse, we have a lunar eclipse or vice versa. And if it's in, so for example, in September, we have the eclipses in Virgo Pisces and those two signs are opposite each other. The one that's in August on August 18th is in the sign of Aquarius. So it's not filling or following that um, Virgo Pisces vibe, which is where the North Node is. The North Node's in can't sorry virgo right now right right south node and pisces Pisces, yeah and uh so this one's kind of like this is a little bit of the future (laughs) kind of like sticking your toe into the water right before you actually dive in you're just kind of testing the waters to the eclipses that are taking place next year right okay so the next set of eclipses i believe are in february 2017 we have the new moon eclipse in leo but the full moon eclipse, uh, no, wait a minute. Full moon eclipse in Aquarius, new moon eclipse in Pisces. So we're like still completing the energy of this year, right? But also stepping into the energy of next year. Right. So it, it'll it be, because now we're kind of like merging energies. And when we merge energies this way, it's not always conscious. I'm having a hard time really understanding how this eclipse is going to impact people. I know from the Sabian symbol, it's all around mental efficiency. Okay. When we're dealing with an eclipse, it's really about emotional clearing. We need to clear anything that no longer serves us. And it is a lunar. So it's, it's a not lunar. So it's like more it's intense. solar versus, you know, yeah. less. Because lunars bring in lessons. Solars bring in gifts. Oh, interesting. Okay. Now we have to learn the lesson before we can embrace the gift. But even solar eclipses are around releasing, but they're not as intense because we're receiving something as we let go. With a lunar, we're just being asked to let go, let go, let go, let go. It's not about receiving. Okay. But this particular one is around mental efficiency. So we need to look at how are we being mentally inefficient? What do we need to let go of in our thought process that is keeping us in a place that we may not desire to be in. And that's when? Sorry, that's... August 18th. Okay. Um, lots of times safe places are just an illusion. And they're actually boxes that we put ourselves in um, so that we don't grow. Okay. And it's almost like the the um, Saturn and sta- Saturn stationing direct and this eclipse are kind of working together in terms of the vibration that they're bringing in because Saturn's asking us to grow and this eclipse is asking us to let go of those places we keep ourselves safe. Okay. So, and that's what I mean by on a vibrational level, they're kind of working together. Astrologically, there's no connection whatsoever, but vibrationally we're like learning this lesson and it's almost like the lunar eclipse activates this mental component Right. So we're going to be working with the mind from 
this lunar eclipse all the way into September. Because we have, after the lunar eclipse, we have Mercury stationing retrograde. Mm. Right. On August 30th. It's in the sign of Virgo. And Virgo is a very analytical sign. Yeah. Okay. Virgo rules the planet Mercury. Right. So it's, it's going to be heightened. It's all connected to our thought process, our, our mental, um, processing. And this particular Mercury retrograde is really about the conquest of illusion. So it's about overcoming illusions. And, um, it is truly a healing journey. Okay. So yes, you're going to be dealing with miscommunications and the chaos that Mercury retrograde brings, but be very aware of your responses because there's the opportunity to do a huge amount of healing during this Mercury retrograde. Okay. Because es- it's in Virgo. Because it's in Virgo, especially because the day after, which is September 1st, there is the solar eclipse in Virgo. Oh, right. Okay. So the Mercury retrograde and the solar eclipse, both in the sign of Virgo, both working to heal the mind, but also through emotional clearing, which is what the solar eclipse is doing. Okay. You can embrace the power of your mind. That's kind of like the gift that's coming with it is about emb- embracing the power of your mind. Um, So there's definitely a connection, right? And we're looking at what we have to transcend beyond. So it's about transcending the limitations of the mind. Before you can transcend the limitations of the mind, you must first understand what the limitations are. Okay. Then, <laughs> and this one's not bad. This one I'm actually kind of looking forward to. So Jupiter's been in Virgo for well over a year. Right. Um, and on September 9th, it shifts into the sign of Libra. Right. Does that mean, I mean, will the focus be on relationships because it's Libra? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So all kinds of relationships become important. Okay. Or we need to look at them or look at our role within the relationship. Um, we are learning and growing within relationships with this vibration. There's the opportunity for beneficial relationships. Um, and when I say beneficial relationships, any type of one-on-one exchange with another individual is a relationship. Sure. So I'm not necessarily talking about marriage, no. although you may find an increase in people getting married while Jupiter is in Libra. Mm, okay. Or you may find people have bigger weddings. Okay, bigger celebrations. Um, people may like there may be a lot of anniversary years that kind of come up and people are celebrating or you're finding yourself kind of being pulled into all these relationship dynamics. So all relationships are beneficial, even the ones you don't like. Okay, because okay. there's the opportunity to to grow. Sure within those relationships that you don't like. Which is what Jupiter's all about, growth. Growth and yes. abundance, mm-hmm. right? You may find you have an abundance of relationships. Oh, so your nice? social activity... <laughs> <laughs> social activity can increase, right. okay, at a very big level, right? And it's, it's like 13 months in Libra, I Yes, think. it's there until October 9th, yeah. 2017, so it will be there and then it moves into Scorpio on the 10th, mm-hmm. right? It will be there and then we're, we're dealing we'll with deal something with completely that. different. We'll deal with that next year. <laughs> the September, October show, we'll talk about yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also formation and maintenance of all types of relationships. Um, and another thing that I find is important is you can encounter people who can help you in various ways. So if you're an individual that has difficulty asking for help, right. Jupiter in Libra is saying, here are the people that can help you. Mm. Okay. So you must take advantage of that. You can't just sit and wait and hopefully, you know, they get aggressive and assertive and start stepping in and taking over. It's like, you need to ask. And the moment you ask for that help, boom, there it is. Okay. Okay. Or the people that you need to help you will be there. Okay. Next one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Is it time for a break? (laughs) (laughs) Totally up to you. You're in control. You're in 
control <laughs> of the control panel. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. Well, yeah, because it's it's a heavier one. So why don't we go on a break Sounds and uh, we'll be back talking about uh, what's up in the Universal Sky with Nancy Ruda. Want to f- find out more about Nancy, even though her new website isn't up yet? That is been how long in the making? Um, something about the lunar eclipse <laughs> and Aquarius is going to help me shift that. Oh, the <laughs> things that you need to do, right? That would be a good one to do. Yeah, to finish. <laughs> Getting rid of old technologies, embracing uh-huh. new ones. Uh-huh. You know, it really is a lot easier to do once you... Uh, I know, I know. Like, and, really, and I'm really, really good with it. maintenance, just getting it done, right? <laughs> a few things that you just haven't done. All right, so we will be back. You will, can find out more about Nancy if you go to her website, universalsky.com. That is going to be it, right? You're not yes, changing it. I'm not changing oh, it. Okay, good. I have no plans on changing it. Well, you were mentioning before that it might had to be Nancy Aruto. Which yeah. Is well, fine. you know what? I'll still have those domain names. Yeah, yeah. So, but it'll be so forwarded to the Universal I have like Sky. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> or more. So even if you need to Google NancyAruta.com, you, can you know do I that still too. have two soul sisters. Oh, do you? I do. <laughs> I don't want to give it up because it's such a high. Uh, I don't, we got to do something with okay. it. Okay. <laughs> We will. Okay. New technologies. Really, new technologies. Because it actually is a really, like, there's like stats on two really? souls. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a, I don't know why, but it's considered a. A, a good name. A good name. Okay. Jupiter and Leo. Yeah. Or Libra. Yeah. Partnerships. Partnerships. Two okay. soul sisters. Two soul sisters. Sounds good. We'll focus on that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back shortly. Hi. I'm Lori Houston, and I have a great show on bmajor.org called News for the Heart. I'm an intuitive counselor, coach, and teacher with professional qualifications and certifications, as well as natural clairsentient and claircognizant abilities. I've been on my spiritual path for over 20 years, and during that time have acquired through extensive studies, teachings, and sacred texts over 30 different healing modalities, which are continuously being added to as life is an ongoing journey. My passion is on relationships, limiting beliefs, energy that is blocking you, and awakening consciousness as we become more heart-centered. You can find out more about me at my website, intuitivesoul.com, or call me at my toll-free number, 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685, and I'd be honored to connect with you. Let's get to the heart of what matters. Do you want to become more empowered, connected with your core, guided by your heart and soul's purpose, be more balanced and have more mindfulness? Are you searching for the answers, wanting to understand your relationships better, why your intimate relationships, friends, family, and even work colleagues can impact your quality of life? How your relationships interfere with your business, career opportunities, and even starting your own business? I'm Lori Houston. I have a free weekly advice column with bmajor.org called Heart Lessons. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggle that keep us from awakening to our true essence. You can send me your questions or for more personal guidance, contact me at intuitivesoul.com or call me at my toll-free number 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685. And let's get to the heart of what matters to see your heart lessons. Want to know where you can hear Lori Houston's News for the Heart? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Lori via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Lori Houston and News from the Heart. And welcome back. This is News for the Heart. We've been getting to the heart of what matters by looking up what's up in the universal sky. With Nancy Aruda. So we kind of got through the nice one of our solar eclipse and Jupiter. And now we're going to talk about what has been kind of influencing us all summer. Yes. And for the past year. For the past year. Um, Because the first hit of this aspect, which is Saturn square Neptune, took place on November 26, 2015. And at that point in time, you may have had something that triggered some kind of anxiety or worry or fear. Okay. Um, 
And then we integrated through that process. So Saturn square has been square Neptune all year long. And it, Saturn and Neptune cannot get along very well because they, they are, are very opposites. <laughs> yes. So Saturn is all about limitation restriction. It's about things on the material plane. It's the karmic lessons that we don't like to experience. Um, and it's about restricting energy so that you well, can Well, I always build. see it kind of businessy. Like it's kind of yes. that corporate business yes. world. Yeah. Authoritative. Right. It's authoritative. It rules time. It rules corporate society or our career. Um, quite often when we're looking at a natal chart, if you're trying to understand what career you should go into, it's very much influenced by the planet Saturn. Right. And if you think about that, you know, we finish high school, we go into college or university or we go into work and there's this complete shift that happens. Everything is harder. Right. Everything seems more intense than, uh, you know, because you're stepping into that self authoritative self in which if you don't stand up for yourself or if you don't take authority for yourself or do what needs to be done, then it's going to be very difficult to drive success or drive to that point of success, right? Because you have to do the work. And Saturn's just here to remind us that we have to do the work. Right. Neptune, on the other hand, yeah. is the artist planet. Okay. Right. It's about illusions. It's about dreaming. It's about spirit. So everything that's not in form, <laughs> everything that heightens our emotional expressions, like, and I'm not talking about going to that place of love, I'm talking about going higher than love to bliss, the euphoria. Okay. And that's the Neptune vibration. It's also escapism. So when we don't want to deal with Saturn issues, we go to Neptune and say, let us escape this hard energy. When they're squaring each other, they're challenging one another. So it's like the two planets are kind of battling for supremacy, which one's stronger, which one can have more influence. Um, and, and there's that like kind of push pull that's happening on an internal level, right? Or that challenge. And it triggers feelings like anxiety or worry, uh, where you're questioning everything, you're questioning your goals. And if you look back at 2016, honestly, you will see that there were many points in where this questioning transpired. There are times where it's subtle and then there's times where it's more intense. The second hit happened on June 17th. So again, more of an intensity around what am I supposed to be doing? And that's kind of when I surrendered and just went, universe, let's make this easy, please. Because like enough with the hard lessons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and again, I really didn't think about this aspect with that much that ha that it had that much influence because a lot of times when I'm experiencing a lesson, I'm not allowed to find the astrological reason mm -hmm. until I'm ready to integrate the astrological reason, right? And that's kind of like that point of surrender. Help me understand what's going on, right? Where you get to that point where you're trying to manage and you're managing and you're managing and then you just get to this place that's like, I don't want to manage this anymore. Help me understand what's going on. Help me find the solution right now. Right. And so I didn't really pay attention to Saturn square Neptune until I started doing the notes. And I looked at the eclipse and I'm like, oh, Saturn's still square Neptune during the eclipses. And then I went right into fully understanding its vibration. And you can and if you do, you can actually pinpoint stuff that was going on um, and how it's moving through completion with the Saturn square Neptune. So the last hit is on September 10th. But again, we're dealing with outer planets. They're not moving very fast. Saturn had just stationed direct a month prior. So it's moving even slower. So we're going to be integrating the final steps and of Neptune's this. And Neptune's in retrograde as well. I think it went into retrograde last month, didn't it? It yeah, may okay. have. I didn't really pay attention. Sorry. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, because it retrogrades every year, right? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, but I was in staycation mode. Oh, here. Where do I have my book? My ephemeris. Oh, June. Oh, that wouldn't make sense because we didn't have you in June. So June yes. 13th okay, through to November So 20th. it's retrograde. But yeah. as it moves direct, I don't believe, because I looked forward and I don't believe there's another Saturn square Neptune. Mm. You know, if I come across one next year, right. I'll, uh, right. I'll apologize. But... <laughs> <laughs> 
I did flash forward and try to find it and, and I didn't find anymore. So, um, so yeah, it's been a very interesting year with the Saturn square Neptune vibe, right? Because, you know, a lot of doubts and fears kicked in and there was this lack of belief in the self. So it's yeah. like, almost, there's only the three exact squares. Yeah. Okay. You have That's what right. I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm always sure. open to error because I know <laughs> I'm not perfect. Um, so, and I find there was a lot of um, lack of belief in the self. So a lot of people that I talked to were having difficulty believing in their dreams or their goals mm. or their objectives right. moving through this Saturn square Neptune. Hmm. In, in June? Yeah. You know what? Through, the, the for, the, year? for the whole year since November. Um and then especially because like where when Saturn station retrograde in March, it started dissolving all those dependencies. So those things that you thought you could count on, you realized were no longer there to support you. Right. Right. Um, they were taken away. So that Saturn retrograde really activated um, the Saturn square Neptune energy around fears and doubts and, and self-questioning. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's almost like anything that you thought was stable in your life, you were shown wasn't. Hmm. So it's like stability's got right. dissolved. Yeah, I didn't really find that, but I guess this Good. was a big. This was a big kind of growth year for me. I think. Yeah. Right, which is good for me. I mean, it's been it's been a while, so it's been good. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's also, you got to look at your personal cycles as yeah, well, yeah. right? So when people are going through more positive pers- personal cycles or like anybody who's finishing like their Chiron return or any of the harder aspects, they're going to find more ease because they just came out of a huge battle of difficulty. True. True. Okay. Um, so it would be easier. Whereas for the last three years, I haven't been in a major life cycle, right? I kind of mm-hmm. completed them. Well, maybe not three years. Yeah, three years. At 44, you complete um, a lot of your midlife crisis energy. And 44 is usually a really, really positive year for the majority of people because you're you're coming out of those hard lessons and you're going more with the ease that the universe is showing you, right? Because a lot of the restrictions have been taken away. Um, so, but once you start... You know, if you've done that for a couple of years, then you may find 2016 is a difficult year. <laughs> yeah, I think next year's my eight year, so that'll be good too. Yeah. I don't know what my personal year is, but I know globally this is a nine year, which is completion. So it's about finishing up a lot of things, right? Old behaviors, um, just things that don't serve, right? So it's a completion year. And it all depends on how easy is that for you. Right. How easy is it to let go? So after that, we then have the lunar eclipse on September 16 in the sign of Pisces. Mm. And lunar eclipses are really about clearing. (laughs) This one's in the sign of Pisces, which is the unconscious mind. Mm. It's the spiritual self. It's the soul self. It's the part of the self that we don't fully rationalize or understand. Um, And the vibe of this one is purification. So it's really around (laughs) purifying. We need to purge away our conscious attention on negative results. Because a lot of times the Pisces vibration, I'm not saying this about everybody who is a Pisces, but the Pisces vibe has a tendency to focus on the negative a lot of the times. Okay. My sister's a Pisces. I know that. (laughs) There's a lot of victim consciousness kind of hidden in the sign of Pisces, right? Um, So... It's funny. I find Pisces and Virgos very kind of, they have a very similar vibe and I don't know why, but there's something about, I mean, they shouldn't because they're completely different. but But the difference being between the two of them, because they're both working with the mind, Virgo is the rational mind. Pisces is the unconscious, Uh, irrational mind. Okay. So they're both working with that vibe. Pisces are creative. Virgo's analytical. Right. It doesn't mean if you're a Virgo, you're not an artist because you may be sure, a creative sure. Virgo, right? right? There's other energies in the chart that are going to sure. enhance. Um, but yeah, some of the negative 
results or things that we need to release are like pride, jealousy, greed for power, and greed as in wealth. Okay. I'm not saying being wealthy is a bad thing or a negative thing because it's not. Um, but when you're in that greedy position and of the wealth component, then that's yeah. kind of like what you need to let go of. Yeah. And, and seriously, like it's such an old paradigm. Like it's, that's the paradigm of all the paradigms that we're going through that has to change, which is why yeah. Saturn is in Sagittarius. I mean, it's, yes, that's really what's going on, right? Is that we have to clear this stuff like that old paradigm of greed is just, it's, well, that's what scares the crap out of me with this election in the U.S. I mean, oh. cause the one person that actually has the money could, you know, and I, you know, I don't even want to think about it, but it's like that one scares me because he actually has not that the Clintons aren't rich because we know they are. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just and it's just such an old paradigm of I don't know, like it just it, that greed aspect. I mm -hmm. just I don't get like I don't understand. I don't understand greed so much. I never been the person who has to have lots of stuff. I mean, I, I probably was when I was much younger. Yep. You know, my 20s, early 30s, when I was in the government and making, you know, not bad money and kind of accumulating was kind of the thing you did. But after, you know. I like to have lots of stuff. I always have, but I'm not greedy. So right. I can share it and give it away. Right. Right. So it's not like I'm miserly with it and have to hold on to it. Right. Um, so it's, but I like stuff. Right. So I don't see it as being greedy because no. if it was greedy, it would just be mine, 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 mine. And I wouldn't share it. I wouldn't give any stuff away. I'd, I'd just keep collecting and collecting, which I don't do. Right. And my place is way too small <laughs> <laughs> to do that. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's, I think it's the perspective yep. on how you're looking at stuff as it's connected to greed right absolutely um but yeah i know exactly what you're talking about and i agree with you <laughs> mm. <It's> scary <laughs> yes um you know what i just like to think of our prime minister who's young and hot and <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> thank you universe <laughs> they had that stupid picture that went around because he came out of the cave with his he didn't have a top on and yeah. like everybody was going kind of goo goo over it's like oh and then the other people were like, you know, he should be more professional. I'm like, oh, come on. He's a person. He's a person. He's trying to legalize pot. I mean, <laughs> how professional do you think this guy is? <laughs> he marched in the Toronto Gay Pride Parade. Exactly. Right? He's so, a, yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, he is. Like, he's a great guy. Like, yeah. he's just a sweetheart. So, yeah. I think he's keeping difference. it real. Keeping or, or letting us show that even people in politics are real people. Right. 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 Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> That's what the states need. I'm so proud to be Canadian right now. <laughs> That's what the states needs. A cute hunk. To, yep. Uh, <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. Mm -hmm. After that eclipse on September 22nd, we'll start looking forward to energy once again. Okay. As Mercury stations direct. That's okay. going. Where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of the intensity will start to dissipate. Right. Okay. And we start to move forward. And here we are being given the again, gifts. again, we're going to have all those planets retrograde. Like, this has been a heavy year for a lot of retrograde. Retrograde planets. Like, at once. Like, yeah. clumps of retrograde planets. And the Saturn square Neptune. Right. Okay. So, we have all the retrogrades. We have the Saturn square Neptune. Like, we've always we had the... lots of retrogrades. But it just seems that there's, you know, like, we go in clumps of four and five planets. Together. It's like, ugh. Yeah. And, and it's like we're doing all this inner work at once, right? Because I like to think of a retrograde as pulling the energy inward, right? And uh, focusing on our inner reality versus our external reality. When the planets are moving forward, um, then it's about putting your energy forward. It's about taking your energy from inside of you and expanding it outwards, right? So it's it's a time of doing a lot of inner work. Right. So if we look at the theme of this year, we had lots of retrogrades at once. We have the Saturn square Neptune. We have the completion energy with the numerology equaling a nine. Right. 
And then we also have the lunar and solar eclipses and the Virgo Pisces dynamic, right? Which again is all about completion. It's about karmic healing, karmic teaching, right. and moving through and completing things through karmic service, right? Um, and so towards the end of September, so September's 22nd, Mercury Stations Direct, here we're actually starting to recognize our gifts and our ability to tap into ancestral knowledge to accomplish any tasks that need to be done, right? So we're moving out of that confusion period, we're moving out of the period of healing our mind, and we're moving forward into the, um, you know, when I, when I see healing, I, huge part of the healing journey is within the pain component of it. And then a part of the healing journey is when we step out of the pain and start moving into, um, abundance growth, whatever it is that we're healing or whatever direction we want to move into, but we're letting go of the pain component. And it's almost like as Mercury stations direct, we're moving forward on that healing journey. As opposed to focusing on the stuff that we don't like, we're moving forward into the stuff that we do like, right? Because a few days after that, on September 26th, Pluto stations direct. And it had been retrograde since April 18th. Okay, so it's it's been a a long retrograde. And with Pluto and Neptune and, and Uranus, when they station retrograde or direct, we we don't pay attention to the months that it is retrograde. We feel the stations. We feel it as it starts to slow down and then as it stations either direct or retrograde and then as it starts to, until it speeds up again. So it's really just like a week or two of intensity, right? We don't pay attention to, you know, what's been going on with Pluto since April 18th. Right, right. We can do that with Saturn, but typically when we get to the outer planets, it's not really about the lesson over time. Saturn's kind of the last one of yeah. those that kind of... Yeah. Saturn is the last one of those. Jupiter's before Saturn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and and you can see the Saturn lessons as it integrates from when it goes retrograde to direct. You can't really see the Pluto ones. Right. Okay. And Saturn is, I mean, sa- both Jupiter and Saturn can be personal as well as... I guess they all can be personal. There is a... They can to a certain... Yes. Because like if, if Pluto is stationing direct on your sun sign, okay. you're going to feel something. Right. Okay. You're going to feel transformation at a heart level on some level. There may be an ego explosion. Okay. In which your ego just kind of like slapped you in the face. So it right? depends where it is on your chart. It depends specifically where it is in your own chart, right? right? Which will give more emphasis to each individual, Right. Um, and what house is it going through? Did it just enter into that house? How long has it been in that house? Is it getting to leave that house? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's when you'll feel like more personal dynamics take place with the planet Pluto. Okay. But you can't really find that research online. You can't find when Pluto is going to be in your natal first house, um, unless you have a program to do that. Right. Right. right? And an ephemeris to look at the dates. Um, so, but you're not going to find necessarily a description for it. So that's where an astrologer comes in handy because we have access to all that stuff. Right. <laughs> that's what you do. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what you teach. Yep. So, okay. So this particular, um, Pluto direct is about releasing inhibitions. And did you say it was about Chiron, something with Chiron? Is that no. what I'm saying? It's in the sign of Capricorn. Okay. Capricorn. Okay. You saw the C. Um, it's about releasing inhibitions. Okay. And if we think about what inhibitions are, they're a fear that stops us from moving forward or a belief that stops us from moving forward. Now, Pluto must go really slowly. It does. It goes really slow. Right. So it's probably at 14 degrees for a while. Like, did it ever move out of the 14 when it was retrograde? Yes. It it probably moved two degrees. Okay. Okay. So, and that's what happens. Like, Pluto will move forward two degrees and then it'll hit retrograde. Um, in the period of the year, you know what, let me look at a year. So let's look at January, um, 2016 on January 1st, Pluto was at 15 degrees of Capricorn. Okay. Okay. On retrograde took it back almost December 31st. It's at 16 degrees of Capricorn. (laughs) Right. Okay. So it's moved one degree the whole year. Didn't from the first of the year at 15. 
Oh, 14, right? To the now last of the year, it's 16. Yeah, okay, okay. got it. Now it's, it's retrograded back to 14 degrees, and it'll go forward to 17 degrees, right? Because it actually stationed retrograde in April at 17 degrees. Oh, okay. 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 So, but if we look at the period of the year from January 1st to December 31st, it's actually only moved one degree. Right. Right. Okay. Some years you might have two degrees right. in difference in that calendar year. Right. Right. But if we look at, you know, it was 15 to start, it went to 17, and then it came back to 14, and then it's back up to 16. So you can actually see that it is traveling. It's just going very, very slow. Because right. it takes seven seven years to go through one sign, right? Or s- longer. Oh, okay. Uranus is seven years. Oh, Pluto is 20. Pluto is twelve to thirty. Oh, depending yeah. on where it is in the ecliptic orbit, right? Because some signs it can be it can be in a sign for up to thirty years, I believe. Holy. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's so. Nice. It all depends on the generation, oh, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Gemini. I think. Gemini is one of the longer signs. Really? I think. I'm not 100% sure. Wow. Don't quote me on that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's September 26th that it moves forward. And we're still using the mind. So Pluto the Transformer stations direct. We're fueling our mind to understand and tap into what has value and let go of what's non-essential. Right? And this is where we're kind of like stepping out or releasing our inhibitions, right? Um, Because to me, an inhibition is a false sense of safety. Mm. Like it's it's something that we're using to keep us where we think we are safe, but we're not really safe there. Interesting. The last (laughs) thing that's taking place in September (laughs) is Saturn square, the North Node. Okay. And here we have Saturn, the karmic teacher, squaring the north node which is the path that we're traveling okay okay so saturn's in sagittarius right now the north node's in virgo right and the two of them are challenging one another um and you really can't find um a definition for this in the book so it's more like an intuitive okay definition and this is where I come up with restrictions on the physical plane. So we're going to be experiencing some restriction on the physical plane in order to manifest learning. I don't think you mentioned the date, but it's... Oh, September 26th. 26th. Yes. We are talking about peak experiences. So there's the potential for something to heighten or peak in your life at this point in time. But there's a lot of learning around this. Okay. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. And I don't mean learning is a bad thing. No. Um, because this is about talking about creating those strong foundations that Saturn brings in. Right. But it's also about moving forward on whatever it is that your soul wants you to learn this year. Right. So there's the potential for it to manifest in many different ways on the physical plane, in the spiritual plane. And you know what? You can fill the two planes in between the emotional and mental as well. Um, But uh, I don't see this as necessarily a negative thing, right? There's also the potential for something to be announced, okay? Um, Because the Sabian symbols for these signs are talking about announcing something and unveiling, Hmm. right? So the potential for unveiling the mysteries of uh, the universe or any mysteries that have been held by secrecy may come out, Um, you know, if we look at what's going on, there's the potential for, you know, finding out the motivations of the, the, uh, the candidates. Mm. Okay. Mm. You may find some underlying motivation comes out and becomes public knowledge. That's just an example. Um, you know, or you may tap into deep, deep understanding around some of the lessons that you're learning in life. Right. Right. And North Node is really about, is that our career? North node is the path that okay. your soul, like in the natal chart, okay. the north node is what you're here to learn, how you're here to shift um, into the lessons of your life. The south node is the gifts that you bring okay. from past lifetimes. Um, it's a lot of your traits from your childhood, um, but we're not supposed to be children forever. Right. So we kind of have to let go of that childlike experience and then step into adulthood. 
Okay, so the south node and north node always work together. There's no separating the two of them. Okay. And they go backwards? Is that the one that goes, kind of goes it, it, it changes all the time. Yes, it does travel backwards through right. the signs. Right. Right. And it also mirrors the eclipses. But does that mean the south is going, is, is it just me confusing or does it really go backwards? Like is the south goes going backwards. forward and the north go backwards? No, so the north node is currently in Virgo. Right. Next year, it'll be in Leo. Right. Then it goes into Cancer. Right. Then it goes into And why does that happen or is that just... It's the North Node and South Node don't really exist. It's a point in space between the sun and the moon. Oh. Right? Okay. And it mirrors the eclipse energy. Okay. So wherever the eclipses are transpiring, okay, that's where our North Node and South Node is transpiring. There's a mean node and there's a true node. Right. Okay. So, and... I don't really pay attention to the two differences. There's some astrologers that are very nodal based. They have more information on that. Um, I don't really spend a lot of time on the technical. So the mean one would be the average uh, between the two. Um, I I don't know. And that's what I have no idea. I use the true node, I believe. Right. Right. Typically that's the one in the ephemeris. So I use the true node. Right. Um, There's not much of a difference between the two of them. It's a few degrees. Right. It is. Yeah. Oh, I thought mine was a whole sign, but or sign, or I don't know. I guess it depends where it is. Oh, well, see, it could be if you're at the front or the end of the right. nodes changing signs, right? right? So, yeah. Okay. Mine's my my North nodes in Pisces, whether it's mean or true. Okay. Okay, because I'm like right at uh, my true North node is sixteen degrees of Pisces. In my natal chart, right? And um, my north node corresponds with my rising sign, but that's not a typical... No, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> my south node corresponds with my rising sign, but it doesn't with anybody. That's just people who have their north or south node in right. the first and seventh houses. Oh, right? interesting. If yeah. you have it in second and third houses, it may not... It won't connect to your... Right, right. Your rising sign, unless you have an intercepted sign in which... Which means there's a sign that's hidden in a house that doesn't own a house cusp. Oh, right. And you will have two houses that have the same sign. So, for example, um, my Sagittarius is intercepted in the fourth house. So, I have Virgo rising, but I also have Virgo on the second house cusp. Oh, interesting. Okay, which doubles my Pisces energy. I have... Pisces on the seventh house as well as my eighth house cusp. Hmm. Okay. But what an intercepted sign is, is um, a sign that has more unconscious expression. You don't fully express yourself consciously with that vibration. Okay. Me being a sun sign Sagittarius, um, I don't fully express the Sagittarius energy. Hmm. So... Interesting. I can I have moments where I do, but a lot of times I repress that energy. Hmm. It all depends on what I'm talking about. And there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, so what's your prognosis on the uh, month of September? Or what, what, what's your advice for people? Um, let go, primarily. Okay. Open your mind. Always try and see an alternate point of view in whatever is transpiring. Okay. So it's like open up your perspective and let go of thoughts that aren't serving you. Right. Because this is a very powerful time in which we can overcome the limitations of our mind and use it as a tool that can support and sustain growth versus one that represses it. Right, because a lot of times the negative talk in our mind interferes. Um, I talk to a lot of people and they believe this is all about relationships. And with Jupiter moving into Libra, be open to new relationships. Let go of relationships that aren't serving you, right? Um, and do it however you need to do it, right? And but always hold pure intentions, obviously, because it's your intentions that create that karmic. Was reverb. it at the beginning of the month? What's that? Jupiter? Um, yeah. It's in September. Right. So September 9th. Yes. Okay. Jupiter moves into Libra. Right. 
So we're we're pulling in like we're going to feel the the relationship dynamic with the eclipse in Pisces. Right. Right. And you know, it's it's going to be pulling in karmic relationships for a lot of people. Mm. Right? Clearing karmic relationships. And again, I'm not talking just about your spouse or your marriage partner. It could be coworkers, it could be your employer, it could be your best friend. It you know, it could be changing how you interact with people in daily life, in the public life, like when you go shopping or you know, it's just, it's, just be open. Okay. Well, if you want more information about Nancy, go to her website, universalsky.com, and hopefully by, when did you say that you're being pushed? I'm being pushed now, <laughs> mid-month. <laughs> you know, maybe by September, she'll hopefully. have her new setup. <laughs> Sometime in September. <laughs> and uh, myself, Lori Houston, you can go to intuitivesoul.com. All right, you've been listening to News for the Heart, and we've been getting to the heart of what matters with regards to what's up in the universal sky for August and September 2016. All right, Nance, so we'll have you back. Yes. Okay. I will be back. Thank you. <laughs> we love having you. <laughs> All right, take care. Till then. Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next News from the Heart show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.